Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, the podcast about some of those roughly 1,000 bills each year in New Hampshire. Most of those bills don't make the news. We're here to tell you about some of them, give you the unbiased facts, pros, and cons, and let you know about the opportunities to speak up and get involved in the legislative process. I'm Anna Brown, Director of Research and Analysis for Citizens Count. And I'm Mike Dunbar, Content Editor for Citizens Count. Today we're talking about holidays. Memorial Day was a couple of weeks ago. The 4th of July is coming up. And this Saturday is Juneteenth. Two years ago, New Hampshire recognized Juneteenth in state law. But if June 19th wasn't on a Saturday this year, you probably wouldn't get the day off. That's because it's not an official state holiday. And if it was, history suggests there would have been a lot more debate about whether to recognize it. Let's talk about the difference and where the debate gets heated. Right. So I recently learned that not all holidays are created equal. First of all, the federal government designates 10 official holidays. So that's New Year's Day, Martin Luther King Day, um, Washington's birthday, commonly known as President's Day, Memorial Day, Independence Day, Labor Day, Columbus Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving, and Christmas Day. So New Hampshire law recognizes the same 10 holidays, but it has one more, Election Day. Public schools and state offices close on these official holidays, but the state does not require employers to recognize these holidays, even though many still do. Yes, and, and but then we have this sort of less formal list of holidays because the governor can proclaim special celebration days or quote-unquote observances with or without the direction of the legislature. These less formal holidays are not a day off for state employees or usually anyone. Instead, the proclamations quote-unquote urge the public to remember and observe. Mm, and there are over two dozen of these observances, right? Yes, check out Chapter 4 of New Hampshire's state laws for a rundown. Uh, some of them are March 13th is K-9 Veterans Day. The second Saturday in June is Pollyanna of Littleton New Hampshire Recognition Day. Hmm. Lyme Disease Awareness Month in May. Congenital Heart Defect Awareness Day on February 14th, which I can only assume is intentional because of Valentine's Day and so <laughs> on. So this is where we find the recognition of Juneteenth in state law. This holiday commemorates the June 19th, 1865 announcement of freedom from slavery in Texas. So Juneteenth celebrations date back to African-American communities in Texas in the 1800s. Texas was also the first state to recognize Juneteenth as a state holiday in 1980. When it comes to proclaiming observances, there's usually little resistance from New Hampshire lawmakers, I, I've observed. No pun intended. So, for example, the bill to recognize Juneteenth passed unanimously in the state Senate, and it passed on a voice vote in the House, which means the yays were way louder than the nays. But when it comes to changing that official list of state holidays, debate has gotten very heated and sometimes prejudiced. Right. So a clear example is uh, the debate that happened over Martin Luther King Jr. Day. First of all, New Hampshire legislators only agreed to acknowledge Civil Rights Day in 1991 if it replaced a different holiday called Fast Day. According to the New Hampshire Almanac, that was uh, it was not the intent of the general court to create an additional paid holiday for state employees. <laughs> you people get enough time off already. Okay, this is, this is one of my favorite weird corners of New Hampshire history, though, because of what Fast Day is. Fast Day, for those of you not in the know, was a holiday for public humiliation, fasting, and prayer to curry favor from God before the spring planting. And you shouldn't be surprised. This dates back to the day of the Puritans. Um, most states got rid of the holiday in the late 1800s. So Massachusetts, for example, substituted Fast Day with Patriot's Day 
1894. You may know our Massachusetts neighbors get that Patriots Day off, and we're all a little jealous of them. I'm I'm a little jealous of them. Who doesn't want a day off? Anyway, uh, 1897, Governor Ramsdell in New Hampshire said, we should follow Massachusetts. We should get rid of this holiday. But you know what? Legislators were like, eh, this is the New Hampshire way. And that sucker fast day was a legal holiday all the way up to the 1990s. And uh, state employees would get the fourth Monday in April as a day off to, you know, not eat food, go to church, and humiliate sinners. Yeah, I mean, I think we should bring it back. We, How many towns still have the stocks out in the, you know, public square? I mean, square? We, we kind of have, like, the digital Facebook stocks these days, right? That's true. I'm sure we could come up with something. Public humiliation 2.0. Anyway, off topic. So New Hampshire legislators were only willing to recognize Martin Luther King Jr. Day if they got uh, rid of a different holiday. And they decided, hey, I guess we can do without the whole public humiliation thing. And lo and behold, they made it a holiday. So let's not forget the second half of the battle, though. In New Hampshire, it wasn't originally called Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Even though that was the federal holiday, it was called Civil Rights Day. And legislators debated this name every year in the 1990s. Um, You have opponents arguing that New Hampshire should celebrate all civil rights leaders and or that Martin Luther King Jr. was a communist. And then at one point, there was actually a bill to proclaim Abraham Lincoln's Civil Rights Day instead. Hmm. So supporters, on the other hand, pointed out that New Hampshire was the only state in the nation that refused to name the day after Martin Luther King Jr., even when other holidays celebrated white men by name, notably Columbus and Washington's birthday, uh, a Republican-controlled House and Democratic-controlled Senate finally agreed to add Martin Luther King Jr.'s name to the holiday in 1999, not so long ago. Yes. But, so so this podcast focuses on current debates. So we've talked a little about Fast Day and Martin Luther King Jr. Day and those weird twists and turns, but really let's talk about a current holiday debate in New Hampshire, and that's should we rename Columbus Day Indigenous Peoples Day? I will note that a bill to do this failed in the New Hampshire House this year, but the issue has been reintroduced several times, and I would not be shocked to see this come up again next year or even the year after. If you care about this issue, the debate is still very much alive. Right, and the idea of replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day in New Hampshire can be traced back to 1992, uh, the 500th anniversary of first voyages of Christopher Columbus. So that year, the New Hampshire House and Senate both voted on a resolution to proclaim October 12, 1992 as Native American Day. The resolution passed the Senate, but was voted down in the House. The resolution noted how the arrival of Christopher Columbus led to the, quote, nearly total genocide and annihilation of the indigenous population. The resolution also noted the contributions of the Abenaki, Penacook, Sokoki, Pigwacket, and Micmac nations, I'm sorry if I mispronounced any of that, uh, in New Hampshire. Keep in mind, this was all happening during the years of the Martin Luther King Jr. debate as well. So the Columbus Day debate ended up really taking a back burner after that year, 1992. There was a bill in 1999 to rename the holiday, quote-unquote, Explorer's Day. But then there really wasn't much action again until the past few years. We've seen bills in 2018, 2019, and 2021 to rename Columbus Day as Indigenous Peoples Day in New Hampshire. Right, and other states have made the change, such as South Dakota and Maine. Um, Some municipalities in New Hampshire, such as Durham, have voted to recognize Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day. 
So, of course, on the other hand, supporters of the name Columbus Day argue that Columbus is still a historical figure worthy of veneration because he connected Europe and the Americas. Per personally, I think a more interesting and complex argument comes from the origins of Columbus Day, which I have only recently learned about. Columbus Day celebrations started in Catholic communities and became a celebration of Italian-American and immigrant culture. And so the funny thing is, some of the earliest opponents of this holiday, recognizing this holiday, were anti-immigrant groups. And Columbus Day was sort of a way to acknowledge the contribution of immigrants and Italian heritage in general. Of course, I, I don't think that's what we teach in schools. All I remember learning is in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. <laughs> well, fun fact, Columbus may have sailed in 1492, but Columbus Day didn't become an official federal holiday until 1968. So Columbus Day is actually younger than our state motto, live free or die, which was adopted in 1945. Okay, as a Scandinavian, I also feel obliged to bring up the Vikings because <laughs> I, I grew up with a magnet in our house that said, Leif landed first as an explorer, <laughs> Leif Erikson. So I was very early indoctrinated into, you know, Scandinavian culture. Anyway, so in 2021, members of a House committee tried to forge a compromise and adding an entirely new Indigenous Peoples Day to the list of official state holidays to be recognized August 9th. The proposal died when the House failed to act on it before deadline. And I, I would have been interested to hear the floor debate on that one, since as we've been discussing this whole time, the legislature seems to be fine with observing things unless it's going to be a new official day off, in which case they get very unhappy. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't even get into the debate over whether Election Day should be a day off for most workers. Right, because whether or not, we're, even if public schools close, I remember my school closing because people voted at my school, but, you know, I've never gotten a day off to, to vote. You know, there's mm -hmm. there's the thing about, you know, how much time employers might give people, but anyway. All right. So if you're listening and you have an opinion on Columbus Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, or another holiday, contact your state representative or state senator and share your opinion. The 2020 legislative session is winding down, but legislators will start drafting new bills this summer. And the bill request process for next year starts usually around September. So it's never a bad time to, to reach out and share your views. All right, it's time for our closing segment only in New Hampshire. Anna, what odd New Hampshire factoid do you have for us today? Since we talked about Black Heritage Day with Juneteenth and Martin Luther King Jr. Day, I think it's fitting to talk about Wentworth Cheswell, who was said to be the first Black American to be elected to public office right in Newmarket, New Hampshire. So first in the U.S., not in New Hampshire, in the U.S., um, and this guy served as assessor, town auditor, selectman, and even coroner at different times. He, ba he basically held office for most of his life. Uh, little known, kind of cool fact, he was also one of the riders he rode north to warn about the British, similar to Paul Revere. And he founded the first library, public library, in Newmarket. He sounds really cool, really interesting fellow. Yeah. and. It was interesting reading about his history, too, because there's, like, depending on where I looked, some people were saying he passed as white. Other people were saying in the community he was fully acknowledged as having both black and white heritage and, and like, whatever was going on there. So he see, yeah, really interesting feature of New Hampshire history, I think, since he was, according to some scholars, the very first. And here's the kicker. In 2021, the New Hampshire legislator, legislature passed a bill to create Wentworth Cheswell Day on April 11th, 2022. We come full circle. Uh, this will be one of those observances, though, not an official holiday. So you will not get the day off work to celebrate New Hampshire's really, really cool black history. Sorry. That's still great, though. I mean, 
Yeah, well, it's kind of the only kind of bummer part is the original bill was to create the holiday on April 11th, 2021, because that was the 275th anniversary of his birthday. So uh, now now we're celebrating in 2022 and it'll be the 276th anniversary of his birthday, which I guess kind mm. of has less of a ring to it. But, you know, what are you going to do? COVID. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, well, that wraps it up for today's episode. You can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar. And lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be part of what makes New Hampshire by the people, for the people.